Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company. Plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now, let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. In Battle Plan Marketing episode number five, we interview with Phil Edwards, owner and president of JMR Power Systems out of San Diego, California. JMR Power Systems is an electrical and solar contractor, been in business since 1984. Phil shares his secrets of what it takes to stay in business and thrive for decades. JMR Power is a production electrical contractor who works with home builders, commercial businesses, and homeowners. Without further ado, let's dive right in and see what golden nuggets Phil has that might help your home service business. Welcome to the podcast, Phil. Well, it's great to be here, Mark. We appreciate you spending your time sharing your knowledge with our audience, so thank you for coming on board. So, Phil, let's start with uh, your story. How did you become an electrician? Well, when I joined the Navy, elected to be an electrician's mate, and it set the path forward till today. Nice. I'm an old Coast Guardsman myself, so appreciate the uh, service there, Phil. Same to you. Thank you. And nice to see you take that skill set and uh, and bring it into the uh, civilian world. So sweet. So on that note, how did you wind up at JMAR and how do you wind up being the uh, owner and president of JMAR? Well, I hired on from the founder, James Halbert. His wife was Margaret, and that's how the name JMAR came about. A mixture of their two names. Yes, yes. So I hired on in 1986 for Jim and worked with him for 10 years. And after 10 years, he decided to sell his company to myself and my wife, Sheila. Oh, nice. That was a nice reaching out to you uh, instead of, you know, just finding a, a strange buyer. Yeah, it was a blessing. Very nice. Very nice. So tell us, what does JMR Power Systems do? Uh, what are you doing now? Who's your ideal customer? And how does your company help them? Well, our company is at several divisions. So we have a solar division, which does retrofit solar and new home solar. We have a residential production, which does residential production work, which would be housing, condos, apartments, those sort of projects. New construction? New construction. Gotcha. Uh, We have a service division that does service calls and general electrical work and maintenance for residential and commercial properties. And uh, we also take on commercial work, but most of our commercial work is from a customer that's a close customer. We're not publicly bidding that type of work. I see. They also own a business. They've come to you after you did other prior work to them? Correct. And when I say solar division, and our solar division does both residential and commercial solar projects. I see. And also on the new construction, like you do in electrical? or Well, we haven't done a new construction solar. Everything that we've done is, has been retrofit on commercial. I see. But are you not doing solar installations for new home construction? Well, yes. Yeah. New home uh, residential, we're definitely doing that. Oh, I got you. Not new commercial buildings. We just haven't done one yet. I I see. We would do one if we were asked to do so, but we're typically not in the commercial space. Our business is primarily working with uh, residential developers and uh, individual homeowners. I see. 
That's a great market. And now in California here, as of this year, I believe, solar has to be installed on all new homes, correct? Correct. Yeah, it's a big change. Even with the tax credits going away, solar will still have to be installed for years to come, well, for the indefinite future in California. And I'm sure it'll spread to other states. Yes? Yes. uh, California, I I really don't know about other states, but uh, in California, it looks like solar on a home is going to be the new norm. Nice. Nice. That's good for business. It is. And the space that we're in, being a production electrician, we, we have those relationships with the builders. Nice. So we're able to, you know, leverage that relationship to... Sure. You're at the forefront of that already in the door. Yes. Yes. That's great. That uh, was a nice circumstance to happen. So let's look at business overall, Phil. So so I'm sorry, what year did you take over JMR Power Systems? 2006. 2006. So you got 20 years or something, roughly, of running that business yourself. Yes. So, Phil, what would you say has been one of the most important ingredients to growing your business? Well, we focus on the customer. So we want to make sure that at the end of the day that they have what nowadays would be called a five-star experience. Nice. So if, if anything happens, things do happen when you're doing service and construction work. If anything happens, we are careful to listen to what the homeowner's saying and and making sure that we respond to their needs so that they're happy at the end of the day. Is it always the most profitable way to go about things? No. There are times where you know you're right, but at the end of the day, being right isn't necessarily the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to take care of the customer. I love that, Phil. That's that's a really great lesson for every business out there. But as you say, especially service contractors, And if we take that into this digital world, if you get a bad review, in fact, if anybody, our listeners, go on to Yelp and go search for some home service contractors and go scan and look at the negative reviews, you'll see how many people clicked that they found that review useful. And that's how many customers you've lost uh, or, or the ones that participated, you know, in clicking on a button. So every negative review is, you know, you're exponentially losing business. So I, I think that's a wise decision that you've set there to, even at a loss, to take care of the customer to their satisfaction, at least. And even if you're in the right and they are not, uh, just to prevent a negative review and also negative word of mouth coming out of that customer. And that has worked because we've looked at your reviews and uh, you have excellent review and ratings and a great history of it. So congratulations, you know, that you obviously do great work and your philosophy of taking care of customers is working great. That's what we aim to do. Customer is number one. We are all in the customer business. Okay, so um, what's one thing you wish you knew when you started the business or, or started taking over the business anyway, Phil? Well, one thing I wish I knew early on was to be a little bit better with dealing with marketing issues. Originally, as a production electrical contractor, we didn't really do any marketing. And sales was mainly somebody would ask you to submit a bid, and you would give them a price, and you'd give them your estimate, and then you'd wait to call for them to call. 
I see. So your sales calls were bids for production work. Right. And we took that same philosophy to service work. And when we started our solar division to our solar division, and what works well for, say, like a general contractor or a builder doesn't necessarily work for the consumer. On the marketing side. Yeah, so you spend a lot of time, and I won't say just marketing, I'm saying sales and marketing. Right. You waste a lot of time estimating jobs, bidding jobs, but Mm. not getting them. Mm. Because, you know, you didn't show up with the right person or the right energy or the right attitude to make a sale. And I say make a sale in that, It's not just like selling the product, but it's also selling your company, your company's ability to do the job, making sure that you do have the the good reviews and the the online reputation and that you're able to refer the customers to that. Because, you know, they could promote yourself, but if you have a bunch of other people that have, you know, testimonials that promote you, then you don't have to try so hard to promote yourself you just kind of refer it over to what other people have said about you yes absolutely they want to hear a third party not coming from the company they're thinking of doing business with right anybody can say they're great (laughs) (laughs) yes we all do right greatest things in sliced bread so it sounds like there was what a sales educational process that had you had to go through once solar started up it was a new division new product, new kind of customer, everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we thoroughly failed, you know, trying to sell (laughs) solar to the consumer. And so what we did at at that time, this was 10 years ago or 12 years ago, we were pretty good installers or good electricians. So we started doing installations for a sales organization. And they did all the selling and we did all the installing. And frankly, they probably made more money than we did at it. But we learned a lot. We saw that there's a difference between a project manager estimator and a salesman. Right. And, and there's a different skill set that's involved. And everybody you know, has their part. And so once we got to that point where we were able to have the consultant salesman on board you know, that worked well with our team, things started really moving forward. Man, I really like that story there. There's a bunch of lessons in there. So one is letting go of your ego and understanding what you're not good at yet, where there's not a skill, pivoting, adjusting, going to organizations that have that skill but lack your skill, make the perfect marriage between sales and installation. And then during that process, learning the skill that you guys didn't have so you could train your force and eventually sell. And so you have gone on to sell now solar yourself? Yes, we have. See, that's brilliant. Uh, That's a massive lesson and a really big obstacle for a lot of business owners out there is getting past our ego and recognizing what we don't know and then going out and getting professionals to either help us with that or move on to a different product or service. I love that. That's, That's a golden nugget right there. Thank you, Phil. So let's look at, uh, and this might be right there, you might have just answered it. What was one of your best decisions that helped grow your business, do you think? Well, deciding to do solar systems back in 2006, we tried it in 2001. It was was like a science project, but we really got serious about it in 2006. 
That decision kind of set the path forward for the last 14 years. And also, you know, knowing what your core is. So there were times during the last 14 years that people had come to us and said, well, why are you still doing electrical work? You should be all in with solar and mm. why even bother with electrical work? And, and there's times where you think, yeah, why am I bothering with electrical work? Well, that's our core. And that's what we've always done. It's still two thirds of our business. And it's actually worked out very well because being diversified when there were rate changes in our local utility and solar seems to be more of a business that runs really hot and then all run really cold. Mm. And there's nothing you can do about it. When a rate changes and everybody and there's a deadline and everybody wants to get their solar system installed before that date, or if the ITC drops and everybody mm. wants to install their solar before that date, it naturally creates a very slow period after that date. And nice. so if you're running your business and you don't have other things to fall back on or a, another business to keep your business viable, it could easily wipe you out. And I've seen that with a lot of other solar companies that are for solar only. The six-month drought that occurred after a drop in, you know, change in the local utility rates, they couldn't survive it. Yeah. You have other third parties influencing your, greatly influencing your industry, the solar industry there. Where, so you have tax credits, which are decreasing and going away. And then, as you say, you've got the utility company and their rates. And then you have tax credit deadlines. So you have these rushes at the end of the year and then a slow void at the beginning of a year. And so once again, so here again, I like this. So uh, you didn't get caught up in the shiny new stuff until it applied to your business. And then even then when it was booming, you did not get blinded by it. You saw that your core has and always will be electrical. So another great lesson for our listeners out there. Beware the shiny stuff. Maybe dip your toe in the pool, but don't give up the, the ship for a little dinghy that looks like a, a carrier initially. Correct. Good stuff. Good stuff, Phil. Good nautical analogies. <laughs> you know, once we're on the sea, we're, we're forever on the sea, right? So uh, let's turn it to the customer experience a little, Phil. So the, earlier you mentioned the customers, number one, we're all in the customer business. So what's a good way for our home service company listeners to uh, improve their customers' experience, would you say? Well, I would say embrace technology. So we currently use uh, House Call Pro, which is it's a local company here in San Diego that has a online platform where you enter your customer in there. It will automatically text your customer before you're showing up to a job to remind them that you have an appointment. It has a platform where you can collect payment on a mobile device, mm. a phone or iPad. And then it also has a system where it follows up with a review request. And it's, it's not looking to put the review on um, social media. It's mainly your own internal process to, to make sure that your technician has done a good job for your customer. Right. Your internal watchdog. Yes. 
so it's a, basically a CRM, customer relationship management software that's allowing for marketing and billing and customer feedback to you internally. Yes. Yeah, it's been very helpful. Yeah, I bet that's cut a lot of hours out, removing a lot of duplication of data entry in different software systems, et cetera. Yes? Yes, and it's the customers like it because you know they're used to walking into the Apple store and getting everything done on a phone and a receipt emailed to them. That's the cutting edge. And when you're in like in our business as electrical or doing more technology type installations they like to see that that your technicians are cutting edge you're doing smart home installations but you know you have a a dumb business it doesn't click you know you have to embrace the technology and and go forward it'd be a good example would be if somebody had decided somewhere along the line that fax was good enough and that's how i'm going to communicate you know with all my Customers is through a fax. You know, it was good at the time, but those times are gone. And now we're around in a future where the device is king and we have to use those devices as much as we possibly can as part of our business. I like it. Yeah. You, you, you stay up with the technology, show the consumer you're, you're in tune with the times. And yeah, a lot of what you're doing is already technological, right? So you have uh, home automation, lighting automation, I suppose, all those things going on in these homes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like you say, if you're communicating by fax, <laughs> that's not going to go over too well. So yeah, walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk. So uh, let's take a look at the business challenges and how we overcome them. So, you know, was there a big business challenge in your history that you faced? And, you know, what did you learn from that? Well, there's been many business challenges. Um, I think we're going through one right now. It's uh, April 8th, 2020. And, uh, you know, we're right in the middle of the coronavirus. And it's a very difficult time to be in business. It is indeed. A lot of them are not. This is a good example. Um, The 2008 financial crisis was a a tough one to go through. You know, there's been several other, you know, financial crises. And then, of course, every company has their personnel issues where maybe a key person becomes ill or, or leaves the company or something happens where it's just completely unexpected, even though the rest of the world is doing great you know you're you're going through your own personal crisis and what i've learned is that you have to plan for the future but you can't really let it dominate you and and make you worry there's really not much you can do from the past except learn from it something happens it it happens and you just have to make good decisions in the moment and good decisions going forward but you can't change the past so we're in the moment and we're going forward trying to make the best decisions. Exactly. And Adjust to what what's going on right now. Right. Yeah. Yes, there's times that you long for the past, like the best <laughs> time that you ever had. You remember that great year and right. perfect, but that was the past. It's not today. Today is the reality, and that's when you're running a business, you have to run your business based on what's happening today. Yes. Don't have the blinders on, just racing towards your goal. Life happens and we all have to pivot on it. So there's two, you mentioned two really big 
actually challenges for gosh, everybody out there. So in 2008, the economy crashes. We've got several years there. And so housing here in California pretty much came to a screaming halt. So you, all your production work, I imagine, did so as well. But because you kept your core of your electrical services, and I guess now solar was starting to take off about then too, or did solar get hammered in 08 also? Actually, solar was the bright spot after that because people were looking to save money and it was it was a novel idea at the time it was something new and it wasn't widely accepted but the customers that you were able to educate and that had extremely high power bills you know those people have all gotten solar <laughs> but yeah. those customers were readily available and the ability for you in a, in tough economic times to save them money you were it was just a very positive experience and a, oh, I see. And a you were you were helping their budget so it wasn't money unless they were paying cash it wasn't money coming out of their pocket correct so that you were saving that money right yes gotcha so here we are again and i'm gonna guess that this will happen again now with solar maybe if we're going to enter a recession perhaps as a result of this coronavirus and actually a recession seemed like it was long overdue anyway so here, do you expect solar to become another pivotal player for you in, over the next year or two? Well, I think it's going to be more of a pivotal player for us, not because of the current situation, but because of the new home mandate. Oh, okay. On the builder side. Gotcha. On the builder side, we'll, we'll do more in that on a wholesale basis. What I'm also seeing in the retail side of things is that, like I earlier mentioned, the big systems the people that have the $1,000 power bill, they figured out that they needed solar several years ago and have gotten their system installed. I see. What I'm seeing now is much smaller systems. So people that before were told, ah, you don't need it, your power bill is less than $100, you know, you're, you're fine, you know, move on with your life and pay your bill. Now what you're seeing is as the rates keep climbing, I'm seeing people requesting solar systems that, you know, only need eight panels. Wow. Panels. And those smaller systems are much more prevalent. And you can see as a contractor, it's difficult to have a salesman come in and try to sell, go through the whole process to sell a, a much smaller item. Mm. So you have to think of ways to be a little more efficient at the way you deliver your sales process and the type of systems that you're quoting and, and the components in it that would appeal more to somebody that has a much tighter budget and um, is really the consumer. They're not looking for necessarily that contractor that has the track record or is the name brand. They're out there going online and going on portals and getting multiple quotes. And so you have to think of your business as how do I deliver my product to the masses competitively while you know while maintaining your standards and your your service ratings and, and you know still um, maintaining your your integrity as a contractor mm, yeah that sounds like quite the challenge actually so i'm going to imagine your fixed costs are basically the same on every solar installation but because the systems are smaller now so to your margins, and your response was to uh, increase efficiency. Correct. 
Yeah. So I like the way you're pivoting. So the last, you know, three questions and answers we've gone through, it's all about leading ego behind adjusting to what is not biting into all the shiny stuff and maintaining quality while trying to increase efficiencies. So there may come a day where solar residential solar is not potentially worth it for you, non-production just to the consumer. Is that possible, you think? No, I don't think so. I, I think there'll be less people that do it because the the market's less. Small. That makes sense, yeah. So you'll have less competitors over time. And I, I believe in the free market. You know, the free market basically forces everybody to be efficient. One way to be efficient that I believe, and it kind of ties into to what we're doing here, is it's difficult for a company to have a 10% marketing budget and then be competitive at the same time you may have quite a bit of opportunity coming in but that base of operating cost of having that large budget i mean you might have a a household name when you're all said and done and you might have this great huge sales team and all these these leads coming in but that salesman has to go to the table with a much higher price to pay for that marketing budget, then you're going to battle disadvantaged. Yeah, you're doing a lot more work for a lot less. Right, yeah, you're not keeping your profits. You're giving them away to make a a name for yourself. And that's fine, you know, it works for many companies, but it's interesting how you'll see these companies that are household names in a local market, and they've done a great job of marketing and getting their name out there and everybody's heard of them. But then you'll hear a year or two later that they're struggling or they're out of business. It takes a lot to maintain that type of marketing level. When you're starting off by spending, say, a million dollars a year on marketing, you have to sell (laughs) a lot of product. Yeah, if the margins are shrinking and that's all you do is solar, you've got some problems on your hand. In fact, in what, we got about a year and a half and the tax credit goes away. And I imagine solar takes a big hit after that as far as fewer sales. Yes, yes. You'll... So all of those solar-only companies, they must feel the weight of that clock ticking away on them. I hope they do. Yeah, and we even see that, you know, it's like, how deeply are you going to invest in building this huge team of, you know, of a sales organization and installation crews and equipment for a business that at this point has maybe a two-year horizon? Right. And we want to maintain ourselves as a viable company going forward. We, you know, we have 10-year warranties on our system. Some are even longer with, with extended warranties. We want to be around to service our clients in the long run. And we've ran our business in the past to make sure that we stay around. So that's that's our goal is to keep it at a level to where it's manageable so we can continue on into the future. Yeah, I like that. And the fact that you kept your core, your electrical, commercial, residential production for home builders. Now you have solar for home builders. So uh, you're not in the same position, obviously. You've positioned yourself very nicely here. So this fall off or whatever may happen, they may extend the tax credit. Who knows what's going to happen? But as it's written right now, the clock is ticking on all those solar-only companies. And uh, I do feel for them. I hope they're, they're prepared. 
there's a lot of uh, a lot of jobs out there. Yes, and what we have also done recently you know, over the last several years, and we haven't really done it, it's just kind of came our way is we are getting a fair amount of calls for service on solar systems. Oh, to repair? To repair, to upgrade, to add on to. It's very similar to the electrical service work. You know, you don't send a salesman out to sell your service. Right. You send somebody out to make the repair. And then right. and you built for the service. And with solar repair, it's pretty much the same thing. You have to have service techs that are familiar with solar. They're familiar with the various inverter brands, the technology that's been installed over the last decade plus, and be able to you know, service those components. And also what's available in the marketplace for people, like a great program that's out there right now that I'll kind of tout is if somebody has an old in-phase system, in-phase has a great program where you can upgrade the systems to their modern uh, IQ inverters at a deep discount. And for us as a company, it's really not a large ticket item because the uh, homeowner buys the inverters directly from in-phase and then they have to find an installer to install the components. So for us, it's mainly a labor you know, labor with some very miscellaneous materials ticket. I see. But you have thousands of these systems that have been installed over mm-hmm. the years by various contractors, many of which are no longer in business. Yeah. Half of the solar companies are gone in the last 10 years. Solar contractors. And Enphase has always been a very popular option. And so you have all these customers out there that have these systems that are slowly but surely having components fail and they need a new solar company to be their go-to guy to, to fix their system. Nice. So these are like service calls for you. No salesperson involved in that transaction at all. If it's sales, it's strictly an in-house thing where, you know, my solar manager will just quote over the phone what you know what the cost would be to take care of that project and then we just go ahead and do it i see and so phil are these upgrades from end phase are these to combat power outages so you have power even when the utility goes out or what are these upgrades about it's basically upgrading the microinverters so the the old generation microinverters which some of them are they're experiencing some failures and so rather than try to piecemeal fix the system one microinverter at a time what Enphase has done is they've offered a deep discount to just go ahead and replace all the microinverters on the solar system oh i see more efficient well they're they're more efficient it's it's a new product instead of you know what the old products on your roof and then that of course resets the clock for the warranty on those microinverters so oh nice after you install a new system with new microinverters same solar panels just new microinverters you've extended your warranty out 25 years nice does the increased efficiency of the microinverters produce a little bit more power for them the homeowner I wouldn't make that claim. I see. And definitely you're going to get more power if you're swapping out a new microinverter for one that's not working. And that that's the point, is going with a newer, more reliable product into the future. I see. So let's talk about power outages, if you don't mind. I'm springing this on you. 
You know, last summer here in California, I think it was just the summer, we had all these planned blackouts or power outages from the utility companies up and down the state, all three public utility companies. And so I see some of the solar manufacturers now promoting solar backup power where you have batteries and your home keeps running. So solar, evidently, the, the old version goes out when the power goes out. So the power doesn't go into the grid and kill one of the workers. But modern solar seems to be a little different. Maybe you can walk us through that real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, is this a market like power outages? And now people, you know, maybe they have medical equipment, maybe they're running businesses in their homes. Maybe they just don't want the inconvenience of a power outage. There are new solar answers to that, yes? Yes, there are new answers for people that are installing the new system. And there are retrofit answers for people that have an existing system. Oh, great. So the thing that you have to be concerned about, I mean, if the audience here is contractors, is make sure you do your due diligence up front to make sure to understand what the customer has installed, when they installed it, what the warranties are. Is it a lease? Is it a bond system? Uh, What are the rules around that? You know, if it is a lease, can you alter the system? You don't want to be the guy going in there and (laughs) exposing yourself to long-term liability. But yes, there are many options. Battery or battery storage is the call or storage, the industry calls it, is the future. It's a bright spot for quite a few contractors. It's a fairly high ticket item. There's quite a bit of talk around it. And there are companies that are very successful uh, selling it and installing it. I would be careful of how you represent it. At this point, I don't believe it's a huge dollar saver. It's more of a reliability item. Right. So you'd want to sell it to your customer as for what it actually does, which is it keeps your solar system running when the lights go out during the day. It will provide some backup power into the evening. But you have to be very clear about what its capabilities are. You know, you're not going to be necessarily running an air conditioning unit all night long on your 10 kW battery with a 20 amp output. You know, you have to make sure the customer, you manage those expectations. I see. So you're not living on your, you know, whatever. You can't turn everything on and enjoy life like you were. You're just keeping the refrigerator, the freezer, basic uh, essentials running. Right, the basic essentials. There are systems out there that you can, you know, install a system where you can do more. Okay. Uh, you want to make sure that you understand what your customer wants going in. You have to. You have to. Right. It's less of a. I have a product to sell. Let me sell it to you. It's more. What are your needs? What are you trying to accomplish? And let's see how if we can design a system that's going to work for you based on what you're looking for. You know, is it going to be within a budget that you can you're willing to spend on it? Right, which yeah. is sales. You know, that's sales uh, for every everything. And most salespeople don't start that way. So, you know, ask questions, find out. You know, what is the need, and then can we provide a solution within your budget? I like that. So, if I wanted, if I was a customer and I wanted to just run everything, I want my pool, I want everything to be running. If the utility goes out, I can accomplish it. It sounds like it'll cost me if I want that, but it also sounds like I can pull that off also. You guys can help me pull that off. I can help you pull anything off with the budget to do it. Right. 
Right. But is it practical? That's the question. Is it practical? Exactly. Is that something you really want to do? We have installed systems where they were designed up front for the sun to not shine for two days and the home would continue to operate on a battery backed up solar powered system you know, where the solar runs during the day, charges up the batteries, and the batteries take you through the night. I see. And for a two-day power outage, basically? For a two-day power outage. But the owner also realized and knew, and it was clearly communicated, that when that happens, you do have to alter your usage. Right. You have to start shedding load. Gotcha. And just it's just not going to be business as usual. Gotcha. Turn and, off the pool pump. Shut down the wine cooler. Yeah. Don't turn up the thermostat. Reduce your heavy loads to even make that happen. And that was a very expensive system to make that happen. The typical system you see for storage of battery is a fairly small system with a low output it's strictly for emergency purposes if you have your load shed down to the bare necessities you can charge your cell phone watch your tv and keep the fridge running those are available fairly simply that's great that's a great option for people and again there's probably people i mean there's certainly people out there with medical equipment and you know other essential needs that they have to have something like that if blackouts are going to continue. We'll see what happens this summer, I guess. I appreciate you going down that road with me, Phil. So let's get back to uh, some different kinds of questions. So how about a common myth or belief about your field that you'd like to debunk? Is there any dominating myth out there that's totally false? That solar guys are making a ton of money. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you're being squeezed. A lot of money. That's great. It's like anything. Your margins are fairly low. The price you get for the the work, you know, the overall price is not your profit. <laughs> it's just the price you get, and the profit margin is pretty small. When you're selling something to somebody that's, you know, most solar systems are somewhere in between ten and twenty thousand dollars. So when a person buys something, a consumer buys something between ten and twenty thousand dollars, and then your crew shows up. And in a day or two, has the entire system installed on their house. And there was a a limited amount of interaction before that and after that. I think the consumer can look at it and go, holy cow, that was a lot of money for what I got there. And they must be making a ton of money. (laughs) I see. But that's not necessarily the case. It's a very competitive market. And there are some very significant heart costs to run in the business. Yeah, I bet. And as you say, you know, systems are getting smaller, margins are getting squeezed. So, yeah, I think a lot of people did think just solar companies are booming out there. I think if you look at the income statements, P&Ls of the public manufacturers, you can see nobody's making a killing in solar just yet. Or maybe they were in the past, but they're not anymore. Okay, so if somebody's uh, just starting a home service business, what advice would you lend out to that person? My advice would be make sure that you're seen on the internet, uh, working with somebody that knows what they're doing with, you know, SEO and can help you with your marketing is a big item. My philosophy has always been to keep your marketing budget below 1%. Wow. I try very hard to do that. 
That's really good. Well, you've been going for 30 plus years, so you've you've done well. The way you do that is you constantly analyze what you're doing and whether it's working. If it's not working, don't keep doing it. Right. Stop and move to the move on to something else because you only have so many discretionary dollars to spend, you know, out of your profits in order to uh, keep your business going. The other thing I would say is regardless of what happens, regardless of what you think about a person, about your customer, whether they're being straight up with you or or they're trying to get one over on you, in the end, they're right. Yes. Even if they're wrong, they're right. You can't afford to be the guy that runs around. You know, you're not going to win every situation every single time. There, once in a while, you're just going to have to bite your lip and do something for somebody that you know is they're taking advantage of you or, you know, they're just not being fair. Asking for too much. Right. And sometimes you have to do that for the better good. Yeah, that's a powerful message right there. Uh, you, we, you know, we touched on it earlier. Can't stress it enough. Now, this doesn't happen a lot to you. This is whatever, one out of 100 customers or something, correct? Right. Yeah, no. I tell my guys here at the shop, anybody can handle the 90% of the people that are easy to work with. <laughs> right. It's that 10% that are more difficult that sometimes become your best customers and sometimes they are your best referrers. Right. There's always that one that, you know, you'll take care of them and probably not ever really want to do any business with them in the future because you know that it's just going to be the same story the next time around. But overall, most people just, they don't want drama. They just want you to go in, do your job. They'll pay you for it. And if you do that and you do a good job, they're going to tell other people about you. And the more that you can promote referrals, because it's the best, freest marketing out there. Without a doubt. The more you can promote referrals within your base to keep your customers close, to reach out to them with information so they can stay engaged with you, so they call you the next time. And most of that stuff, very inexpensive to do. You know, right. create an email marketing list and once in a while sending a, an offer or, or doing a blog or doing that basic stuff. It's worth your time and, and it will result in a good relationship with your customers and, and repeat business. I like that. I like how you, you're pivoting once again to the changing market. So SEO, digital marketing, and yet keeping your core and again, keeping the core of quality, even if the customer may not deserve it, let's say. I also liked how, you know, there's a lot of tough characters out there. They will come back to you and ask for more. But if you deliver, they become some of your biggest advocates. We have customers that have been our customers since day one. So customers that we worked with for over 30 years, customers that the next generation is our customer. <laughs> oh, well, it's great. Um, you have to treat people the way you want to be treated. Perfect. That's really it in a nutshell. I love that. Thank you. Phil, you're an expert at it. You've been doing it for 30-something years. So tell me, what makes you roll out of bed, put your feet on the floor, and, and inspires you to get up and attack the day? What inspires 
Phil Edwards today? Well, what inspires me, I'm like one of the seven dwarfs. I, I'm teasing, but, you know, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I almost forgot that song. <laughs> what inspires me is we've built a business. It's what I've done my entire working life. It's my routine. I enjoy the people that I work with. I enjoy the interaction with the customers. It's always fun when you get a new customer that appreciates what you do. Solar is a great thing to work in because you really are helping people save money. I mean, it's, it's that simple. At the beginning of the project, you're showing them how they're saving money. And a year or two later, when you talk to them, they tell you they've saved money. Nice. They're happy about it. And that's a good feeling, you know, to, to be able to do something that is helpful to people. I love that. So your customer inspires you. That's awesome. Okay, so let's see. How about um, what's meant the most to you about owning a business? Owning a business, running a business, really tough. So over 30 years, reflecting backwards, what would you say has meant the most to you about owning and running JMR Power Systems through the years, Phil? Well, what's meant the most has been the camaraderie that you're able to build up with the people that you work with and your long-term customers. It's something that you just can't create it in a day. And relationships. So time, yeah, the relationships that you're able to establish, the good people that you run across and are able to work with, the good people that work with you and for you. It's the human side of things where you're able to, you know, live your life and do some good in the, in the world. I love it. You know, I'm sure it depends on the season, but, you, you know, you're up to the 50 employee range. So that's a lot of lives. And if you branch that out to their families and stuff, that's a lot of lives you're affecting. So that feels good. It does. Well, we're we're getting to wrap it up a little here, Phil. Um, I like to ask every guest, uh, is there a book you would recommend to our contractor audience on any subject? Well, I reckon I recommend anybody to uh, the Bible would be the number one book that I would recommend to anybody. There you go. There's a lot of wisdom in there. Nice. Appreciate that. Um, is there something I did not bring up that you think could help our listeners run a better business? I really can't think of anything. We've talked about a lot, Mark. We have. We have. I've gone uh, outside the bounds a little bit, so I appreciate you going with me there on that. And, and you've given some great golden nuggets there. So I appreciate that. Phil, where, if our listeners want to contact you or get a hold of you or just look up your website and stuff, where can they uh, connect with you online? Well, our website is jmrpower.com, J-A-M-A-R. And our office phone number is 619-448-7770. Great. I appreciate that. And hopefully uh, some people will connect with you. Phil, I can't thank you enough. Uh, that was really some golden nuggets there shared with the audience. Hopefully they feel the same way and got some value out of this interview. Thanks to the listeners for sharing your time with us today. And Phil, thank you very much for sharing your time, uh, skills, knowledge, expertise, and history with us. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, sir. Okay, we'll see you all in the next episode. In the meantime, create a great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit battleplanmarketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.